It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Welcome to the Flying Wizard Production Studios. I'm Drew Moeller, your host this evening. This is Mr. Blue Jeans. Obviously, it's not Max. Max was a late game scratch. He had an event to, to attend with his son. So I believe next week we will be back to full strength. So having said that, we'll see you real soon, Max. First things first, I have no idea what the score is. As tradition on Thursday nights, we always start the show at 7.30. The ball game probably started 20 minutes ago. So uh, I'm going to do a quick prediction on the Tampa Bay-Philadelphia Eagles game. And I'm going to have uh, Tampa Bay covering that spread. And I think that it will be a fairly low-scoring game. I'm going to have Tampa Bay 24, Philadelphia 17. Be a little closer than some people think, and the GOAT will probably get two or three more touchdowns. Is he having an incredible season or what, Bob? An incredible season for a quarterback or an incredible season for a 44-year-old quarterback? Uh, 23, 33, 43. I mean, it's it's amazing. I Yeah, it's he is defying the one true constant in all of sports. Father time always wins, except with Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You keep this guy upright, and his his talk of playing to 50, <laughs> it, it may actually be there. Any predictions on the score there, Brother Bob? I've I've always said the, the Philadelphia Eagles were going to be a dumpster fire this year, and they, qu- they quite haven't lowered themselves to that expectation, but I don't think this is a single possession game. I think this is two possessions or more. I would say... More like 34-17. Well, you know, I do have a bone to pick with you. That that tease you had for this show about we were wrong about the Cowboys. I mean, at this point, we did have them at 3-2 and two for our picks. But, you know, they're 4-1, and one, arguably to me, in the weakest division other than maybe the AFC East. So you can only play the teams that are put in front of you. So... They're they're four and one. Dak Prescott looks good, yeah. and Zeke is Zeke and Pollard. I mean th- that whole platooning running back thing. I, I I don't place much emphasis these days on like a single running back at the at the forefront of your running attack. So platooning them the way they've been doing it, I yeah that offense looks pretty damn potent. Yeah, I guess I haven't lived in Texas since '91. I'm watching the Cowboys for some 30-plus years uh, as a resident of Texas. I'm just ready for them to implode, and it's going to happen. I just don't know when. (laughs) (laughs) It is a question of when. Maybe it's March, not not January. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Guys, I got a special guest I'm bringing on. He's he's on the phone with us right now. He runs an all-military outdoor organization, doing a lot of great things in correlation with some nonprofits. Um, he's the CEO, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cody, the CEO of... Uh, Hold on. We're calling him right oh, now. Oh, we're calling him. Okay. Yeah. Well, at any rate, what I was going to tell you, he's the CEO of a, of a great uh, organization. Yes, sir. There's Cody. Cody, we got you on. I'm just telling the folks out here that you're uh, the CEO of a great organization called the Army Bass Anglers that works uh, 
with uh, it's an all military outdoor organization that works with a lot of veterans and and does great causes for uh, a lot of uh, nonprofits out there. So I just wanted to introduce you, welcome to you, welcome you to the show. I know that uh, we spent some time together in the military, and uh, you're a good guy. Um, I admire the work that you're doing. Um, just to give a little background about Cody. As I was doing my research, he actually had a what we used to call the old schoolers a cup of tea in the uh, major leagues. He played uh, for the Braves organization, correct, Cody? Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a long time ago. Long, you know, played long. for the Atlanta Braves and had the I guess the fun and uh, excitement of playing with a lot of guys now that are currently in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's pretty cool, brother. And. Um, yeah, you know, it's got to be tough. You know, did I ever tell you I tried out for the Reds? No, I did not know yeah, that. Man. Well, man, that's probably why we hit it off when we were in the military. Yeah, the, the only difference was the scouting report on me said he's short, but he's slow. He can't run, <laughs> hit, or field. So, uh, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a short workout. I didn't make it past the first round. Barely made it on right. the floor. But I'll tell you that uh, these guys know baseball. It's my passion. It's something that, uh, man, I, I, I've loved since I was a kid. And you're probably, are you a little excited that uh, the Braves are are having the year that they're having? They are. They're having a great year. Uh, currently sitting top of the standings in the NL East and uh, headed into the playoffs with a incredible winning record this year. I believe they're like, 88 and 73 or 72 I believe it is and so they're they're doing really well uh, you know I'd like to say that I know some of the players but I don't because I'm old as crap now <laughs> but, uh, but I do still, I, I still follow them and I'm more of a Texas Rangers fan now than I am an Atlanta Braves fan it's been a rough year for your Rangers oh yeah fan. for the Rangers it was it was brutal but, uh, you know, I just love going to the ballpark and being under the lights and seeing the players. And, you know, uh, believe it or not, I look out on the field and I see how young they are. And it just, it, it, uh, it sets me back in time and uh, reminds me of some good times. And, uh, and, of course, some memories. And, you know, I wish I'd have done this, kind of done that kind of yeah. stuff. And uh, But I, I enjoy it. Yeah, well, you know, life always uh, steers you in the direction it's supposed to. But, uh, yeah, I can imagine because, you know, I played baseball all the way through a little bit. Again, I tried out in college, wasn't good enough. But um, yeah, just just watching those kids play, it makes you just want to run out there and grab a glove and think you can still do it, even though you know you can't. Um, right. <laughs> well, on to, on to what you do. I do want to talk about your organization, but more importantly, I guess I want to let you talk about it. So if you would explain a little bit about what you do, uh, what your organization offers and how people can kind of, you know, get acquainted with that if they, if they want some more information on it. Sure. So Army Bass Anglers uh, was started uh, almost 17 years ago. Uh, this was before I met you. Cool. And, uh, I had known I always wanted to professionally fish. I just didn't know it was going to turn into this. Uh, so when I came back from Iraq the first time, uh, I ran into a buddy. Well, I made a friend in Don Bailey, who's now the current vice president. And, uh, just through fishing with him, I shared my thoughts and ideas on Calaveras Lake. 
And from there, we spawned Army Bass Anglers. And uh, we started tournament fishing. And then uh, from there, more people wanted to get involved. More people wanted to know what we were doing. And then the nonprofit world approached us. Uh, it's really where it kind of got its start. Uh, when returning heroes home, uh, the board of directors at the time, Colonel Mike Lester asked me if I could help them. And, uh, we shared lunch at McDonald's, discussed it. And that kind of, uh, led to the first wrapped boat, uh, that army bass anglers had. Uh, we took it to the fishers of men national championship, actually, excuse me, regional championships down in Louisiana, high Chapalaya basin. And the reception we received on the first flag wrap boat ever in the bass fishing industry was phenomenal. Uh, the amount of people that wanted to support, find out what we were doing, et cetera, and how they could get involved led to, as back then, uh, us helping them raise $4.2 million to fund the Warrior and Family Support Center which is currently located at Fort Sam Houston next to the Intrepid Center. And from there, it just kept going and growing. And so Army Bass Anglers operates on a uh, three-pillared mission statement, support, defend, fish. Uh, We support other veterans. Uh, We support each other. Um, We support military nonprofits and them being in particular. And then from it, you have the defend piece, which is literal. So everybody in the organization has honorably served, currently serving, uh, et cetera, uh, across all five branches of the military, and I guess now six with Space Force. Um, And then the fish piece, fishing is the platform and the outdoor industry is the platform in which we do the supporting piece on. So... We fish all across the country. Currently, we have 57 boats running the country. Um, we've got about 80,000 members um, that all fall under this mission statement to help these military nonprofits. And so, how can you get involved? Join the organization uh, by simply visiting the website and throw your name in the hat and become either a task force member or a coalition member and help us help other veterans, help us help military nonprofits, you know, just kind of yeah. turn the tails back inward and help each other, you know, do what's necessary to help these military nonprofits. Cause we still have soldiers returning from theaters of operation that need our support, whether sure. it be yeah. uh, PTSD related or TBI related, or for that matter, traumatic injury. Uh, we still need that support. Those funds are still needed. And those outlets in the outdoors are still very much needed. And so that's what Army Bass Anglers does. And as the organization grew, our membership told us that not only did we need to be in fishing, we needed to be in the hunting realm. And so uh, we launched Army Buck Hunters. And then from there, Army Redfish Anglers, which led to uh, army duck hunters and now army hog hunters. Yeah, that's so awesome. we cover, yeah, we cover the entire spectrum of the outdoors. Well, I, I we have members. On, of, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said I see you on Facebook tightening up your shot group on your bow and arrow every now and then. Yeah. So um, once I started fishing competitively and did real, you know, done really well, uh, the more I spent time in the outdoors on the hunting aspects. 
uh, I really became fascinated with the bow, the archery crowd. Uh, you know, I, I can shoot guns all day long. I've done it my whole life. We both have. Yeah. But archery brings up a whole level of expertise, practice, repetition, challenges. Uh, and competitively speaking, it reminds me so much of when I played baseball and I was a pitcher. Pitching, yeah. It was it was all on me on the mound. And, yeah. You know, it, uh, everything had to do with how well I saw the catcher's mitt could place it so for me it's a lot like placing a fastball across the plate i gotta put that arrow inside that tiny little 3d target in competition so i started competing uh at texas trophy hunters national archery competition uh in the hunting division and so that's been very exciting for me personally but organizationally it's allowed us to reach out to even more outdoorsmen uh, service members and bring them into the fold to help do what we do. Yeah, that's super cool. And I, you know, Cody, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what political spectrum you fall under, be a Democrat or Republican. I think everyone can agree that our veterans that have served this country are our heroes. They deserve all the love and the support that they can get. And, you know, it's, it's great organizations like yours that, um, that really reach out and uh, change people's lives after, after that time served, uh, or even during that time that they're in the military. Uh, real quick, can you give me the website or somewhere that we can uh, uh, have people go to if they're interested in joining this mission? Oh, definitely. Go to www.armybassanglers.com or armyhoghunters.com or armybuckhunters.com or armyredfishanglers.com and last but not least armyduckhunters.com and then from there you just select which branch of service you fall up under and you can join the fight to support defend fish or support the support defend hunt uh, at all events we do across the country we do about 37 to 48 events across the country and that doesn't count the television shows well, that's pretty cool. Thanks for joining us. And again, you know, you can help us, Cody, by just telling friends about our outlet here. Uh, you're going to be a friend of the show. Uh, you can call in. You can give information. We will post it live. Any of the people that uh, are part of your organization, if you can tell them to go to YouTube and type in To The Max Sports, um, we will uh, use your uh your platform is a platform to to reach others and have them join your organization. And we really appreciate you being on the show this evening. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me and uh, just call anytime. I'd love to come on and share the mission. And uh, I appreciate your service as well. And you guys Thanks, taking sir. time out of your busy schedule to have us on. So no appreciate worries. it. No worries. Cool. Cool. Thank you much, Cody. Take care, buddy. Cool. cool. <laughs> so... Guys, it's uh, it's a great organization. I think Bob's probably putting it up on a on a monitor now, if it's possible. It's already did. It's already done. Fantastic. Well, okay, that was good. I didn't want to hit to drag him into this dumpster fire, brother Bob. Um, but I guess something we should talk about the John Gruden situation. So a lot's been made of it. Apparently, Apparently, this all started with the Washington Redskins um, situation that they had where there was some internal 
harassment and complaint charges against the Washington football team. My yeah, it, it, it actually, I was listening a little bit earlier to, to people talking about this. It's actually a little bit different. It's actually Bruce Allen's defense against a defamation lawsuit against some Indian group of some variety. And, and that's, that's where this Trevor, this treasure trove of email is sitting. It's that lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's at the point now where there's 650,000 emails out there. This was supposed to be an internal investigation. Now it's become public. It looks like uh, John Gruden has, has been outed. There may be others. Um, you know, I have thoughts on this. There's a couple of things that concern me. One is, you know, as human beings, we're all going to make mistakes in our lives. Some may be more egregious than others. But at some point, um, you know, can a person move on? And maybe John Gruden will. But at some point, can a person come out, you know, say I've made some mistakes and not risk, you know, having their life completely destroyed forever? You know, uh, at the end of the day, I'm not defending what John Gruden did. Um, but I think if we all took an internal uh, look at ourselves, we can say there have been some moments in our lives you know, be it with private family or friends or text or emails, where we all done something stupid, something we regret we didn't do. And we would like to think that at some point, you know, redemption is nice. So it kind of saddens me. There are some things that, that also bother me because at some point I almost see some racism that maybe isn't there. John Gruden made a comment about a individual's physical feature. Okay. Um, you see this nose, I get comments on this all the time. He made a comment about an individual's physical feature and the crowd ran with it and said, it's racist. So my thought is, could there be some racism on your part if you're assuming that a guy talks about someone's ears, lips, nose, or whatever, that now because it's a certain uh, ethnicity that suddenly he's a racist? Or maybe, just maybe, is the racism out there for you to even think that way? Now, again, I'm not condoning bullying or or what he did, you know, it was wrong. He's, he's paying the penalty. And I, I understand there was also some, some, you know, some comments about uh, the sexuality of uh, one of the players that was in the national football league. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. I, 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 I look at the, the whole idea of, you know, yeah, you can make mistakes and you can get past it is, is absolutely true. I mean, there's a, for, for, for those, for those folks out there that are, that are in recovery of some variety, you know, the 11 step talks about taking continuous personal inventory and when you're wrong, promptly admitting it. I don't know if this, if, if this situation with Gruden turns different, if on Friday, when the Wall Street Journal article breaks about his comments about Demora Smith and having lips like the Michelin man, if Gruden had, had said something along the lines of, yeah, I said that it was, it was 10 years ago. I was in a really different place and what's going to come out during the rest of this is yeah, I've, I've said probably, probably said some really horrible things in emails that, that I intended to be private, but I did say those things and you know, and, 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 and I'm a better person now than I was then. 
I'm not that person that I, that, that said those things, but what he said was, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. I don't have a racist bone in my body. Yeah. And he basically put his foot in the sand and he said, this is, this is my beach and I'm defending it. Yeah. And he has a little bit of a reputation of being a counterculturist, a, 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 a obstructionist, a, you know, a, a guy who's going to, you know, fight you and stuff. So yeah. that plus all of the stuff, I mean, he, he's gone, he's gone against a couple of Roger Goodell's yeah. movements. I mean, yeah. m- moving, I mean, Max and I talked about this last week about, you know, w- women being referees in the NFL, which, which, I think is a great idea. Get the best referee out there. Sure. We have we have some old old dude referees that you know botch calls every week, and then they get behind the hood and they spend th- oh, just change it. You know what are you doing under the hood? I can see it on TV, <laughs> and they're looking under the hood for three minutes. I'm like, what are we looking at, guys? I mean, he's offsides or or he stepped out of bounds. It's yeah, it's not, not to, brain yeah, not. Not to get too far on the side of that one, I, I, I wish the NFL would do more of the CFL model, which is there's there's an actual referee referee in the box, actually in a central location for the CFL, and 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 they are a full credential member of the crew. He is able yeah. to make calls from the yeah. booth. They they, they got to do something that's out of control. But but back Thank to Gruden, you. yeah, it, it and and that and you know inclusion, you know. And and what's what's crazy is you know some of the homophobic stuff when he has the first openly gay player on the Raiders, and I it, I just it's a bad deal. I feel incredibly sad for the Raiders. They were they were looking like a team on on the men coming back. They have a gorgeous stadium in Las Vegas. That that team has really embraced them and taken them in. And now I don't see that team competing for very much. It's going to be in disarray unless unless the five team captains go, OK, this is our team now yeah. and we're taking it. I just don't yeah. see it happening. Yeah, it's a sad situation all the way around. You know, at the end of the day, I, I hope Gruden gets his life back. It's going to be a it's going to be a long process, especially with today's culture. When I watch comedians like Chappelle just get, you know, it used to be there was there was some truth in comedy. That's what made it funny. And nothing was off limits. But now the the whole the whole culture war has even gone to comedians, you know, and, and quite frankly, me as a as a person who enjoys comedy, comedy to me isn't two hours of potty humor. You know, I want to hear biting, cutting, sarcasm and, and, and jokes and. I don't know. It's and 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 perhaps the pendulum has swung swung too far. I know I I've had debates with with friends about can a joke be so patently offensive that it's that it is no longer funny yeah. that it goes over the line and yeah. and during discussions we have found some subject matter which probably is over the line but I think the line the line has gotten too close. Comedy is meant yeah. to show different things and would well, Don Rickles have a career. Oh, could Blazing Saddles be made today? Yeah. Could the Jeffersons? <laughs> could, and that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, we. I just hope our society doesn't become so sterile where we become mindless drones scared to formulate any kind of opinion. So on to some happier stuff. Um, football, you know, there's really... Uh, would you have ever thought that the, the Cardinals would be 5-0? and Anybody out there? I mean, uh, you know, they've... <laughs> It's amazing that they're five and zero. Oh. 
they look like the best team in the NFC. Right now they do. And I was going to ask you, we have uh, four teams currently that are 4-1. Uh, four the Bills, Bucks, Chargers, Ravens. Cowboys, don't forget the Cowboys, the Cowboys there. You put that headline up, you know. <laughs> so are you telling me, that, is there any team um, that you would put uh, above the Cowboys, the Bills, Bucks, Chargers, or Ravens right now? At a four and one, I I've been impressed on how Lamar Jackson is playing this season, yeah. and 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 their offense offense seems to have really matured and gone to the next level. I I did not expect this. Yeah, I if you, if you force me to choose between Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, I'm taking Lamar Jackson, and I'm probably taking the the Baltimore Ravens offense because, quite frankly. I think Harbaugh is a better coach. Yeah, and that's with two running backs down. Well, if you look at a previous pod, you'll see that I've got the Ravens winning the Super Bowl this year. College football, interesting uh, standings right now. Uh, you know, let's go to Max Arandondo, our own Max. We'll be back next week. We got Mr. Blue Jeans filling in for him. Made a prediction about a month ago. And... Uh, Go ahead and roll tape. We're going to go roll on this. Yeah, roll tape. But look for TCU uh, to turn their program around. That's just, I just want to mention my most Okay. Well, most improved that, that I have in the SEC is going to be A&M October 9th. They, they actually host Alabama. I think this is the year they beat Alabama in College Station. And Jim, Jimbo Fisher is going to take it to the next step. They win that. They're going to win the division. And in the East, I have Georgia. But I have Georgia and Texas A&M playing. Hopefully, I'm not getting a sound. I'm not getting a sound. You're my mic. No mic. I can hear you. Okay, there's nothing coming out. I can't hear you. So that was Max's prediction uh, as far as who's going to win, and he called it. So at the end of the day, he called it. Guys, I'm not getting sound in my my earpiece, but I'll keep talking. Hopefully, you can hear me. There we go. Back. Thank you. Um, So good call, Max. But not to be outdone, I made a prediction about a team that was ranked fifth at the time, and that was Georgia. So, you know what? Can you roll that tape? Yeah, we're just queuing it up right now, and hopefully I don't get too much feedback on this. So, while you're queuing that up, do you I think, uh, think the standings look uh, we'll just something like this? Uh, after the first game. Uh, I, so, you like Clemson in Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take Georgia. Georgia's got their quarterback coming back. they got a lot of starters. Georgia is actually my sleeper team. I can see them playing for the national championship this year. Guys, it's going to be a great, exciting year of college football. We're going to talk a lot of NFL. It's coming. So, sometimes we just have technical difficulties. I don't know if you heard that or not. But at the end of the day, Max predicted that A&M would beat Alabama. And Georgia's perched at number one, and I predicted that they would be number one and they'll win the national championship. And with that defense, it's going to be tough not to. You know, I'm looking at the rankings right now in college football. Tell me if uh, they sound good to you, Brother Bob. We got Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati. Uh, then we have Oklahoma and Ohio State. Now, when I looked at the strength of schedule, Iowa's got no one they're really playing in the top 20 for the rest of the season until hopefully they play Ohio State in the uh, conference championship game. Ohio State's going to play Penn State. They're going to play 
Michigan State and Michigan. So their strength of schedule to me bodes a lot tougher uh, than I was. However, I was probably going to hold that spot unless they lose because they really don't have anybody they're playing in their conference or out for the rest of the season. Cincinnati has a relatively weak schedule. I mean, they're number three. Oklahoma, you never know if they're going to lay an egg. They remind me of the Cowboys a lot. And Oklahoma State's 5-0, and so uh, that'll be interesting when they play. play. Any thoughts on the, on the rankings? What you think, Bob? Well, um, I mean, Cincinnati's going to be an interesting team come college football playoff picking. Yeah. They're not going to lose the rest of the season. They, yeah. they, they play in a weak conference that they, they are in all likelihood going to win out. So that's going to be a very, very tough decision. I mean, do you, do you put Cincinnati in over a one loss Alabama? Do you put yeah. Cincinnati in over a one loss Ohio state? And that's my point. And, and tell me if you think I'm wrong. If you put Alabama on any given Saturday, the rank fifth now against any one of those teams ahead of them, less maybe Georgia, I think they beat him on a on a neutral playing site. I I, I, th- I think that they beat Iowa on a neutral playing site. I think they beat Cincy. I think they beat Oklahoma, probably Ohio State, and they're ranked fifth. Saban is a little bit like Belichick for me. Well, minus last year and part of this year, that you know don't bet against Saban. Don't bet against Belichick. I mean, put Saban in a winner winner go home game. He's going to come out prepared. Yeah. Um, and, and as to Iowa, you, you know what Iowa stands for, right? I owe the world an apology. <laughs> and for all the Iowa fans out there, I am sorry. That was a joke. Uh, I really didn't mean it. Okay. He didn't sort put of. it in a text or an email. He just said it out loud. <laughs> well, so it's, yeah. it, 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 I mean, it'll be interesting right now on the AP top 25. Georgia has all the first place votes. Yeah. Interesting enough on the coaches poll. Iowa has one first place vote. I always wonder about that. Is the Iowa coach voting for himself? There's an Iowa homer out there. (laughs) Well, the way I look at it, Iowa probably, the two teams, well, Cincinnati's not going to drop out of it unless they somehow go with the strength of schedule and get slide backwards. Iowa and Oklahoma have the biggest chances of dropping out of that playoff top four. I think if Iowa plays Ohio State in a conference championship game, assuming Ohio State wins out, that Ohio State can beat them. And then Oklahoma, they could slide out with a loss to Oklahoma State. But pro- And I think Cincinnati's going to stay unless they slide out. Georgia's where they're at. I could see Alabama fighting their way back into the top four again. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it'll be interesting for me and what, what Michigan does coming out right now. They're sitting undefeated. Harbaugh has had issues at the back end of seasons. He's had issues with Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so we'll see. I'm a I'm I'm a big Harbaugh lover. He used to he used to coach my boys at 49ers. So, yeah. Yeah. well, it'll be an interesting. I mean, the seasons things are starting to shake up. You know, we didn't really get into a lot of baseball right now. We got a great game that's going to be going on. Can't wait to go home and watch the Dodgers and Giants play. Oh, my God. The, the, I think this is the first time in the, the, the 106 and 107 games yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. It's the first time ever. It's insane. I got some hot sports opinion on that. But we've, you know, I'm doing the show by myself and I was scared to death. And I think we probably have the longest show. We probably did. Since we started. So I guess, you know. He was your whoopee. He was my whoopee.
So, guys, you have a great evening. Thanks for tuning in again. Please hit that subscribe button. Go to YouTube. Hit To The Max Sports. Make sure you add sports. To The Max Sports. Hit the subscribe. If you do that, send an email to me personally, andrewmoller65 at gmail. I'll reach out to you. I'll get you one of these hats for free, okay? You have a great evening. We'll see you back at full strength with Max next weekend. Thank you. Yeah, and absolutely. A, a, a huge thank you to Cody Robertson yep. co coming in and talking about Army bass anglers and Army buck hunters and Army hog hunters and duck hunters. All, all the other ones. Uh, that was that was awesome. We, we, we love our veterans. I'm a Navy guy, so I feel a little out of place today. Um, but... Uh, all all good all all love thank you cody and uh we'll see you guys next week mm -hmm.